And then I found the drugs. I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm. <laughs> so, what kind of drugs are we so, talking? Um, you know, I'm not someone who's ever done drugs. I don't even smoke pot. So, like, I don't really know what kind of... But the cops told me afterwards it was meth and crack. Oh. They were breaking... Yeah, nasty shit. Breaking bad. I guess. Well, they thought they were. <laughs> I broke them. <laughs> so I'm thinking, this is my house. No, hell no, this isn't going to happen here. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. I have a special guest with me today, and her name is LJ Fitzgerald. Hello, LJ. Howdy. <laughs> well, howdy. <laughs> um, yeah. It is Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. They say howdy, too. So does, you know, Texas. That's how we do it. You know, that. a lot of people from around the world think that we still ride horses and wear boots. <laughs> I do. Does everybody not? What's going on? <laughs> It's too hot for boots out here. <laughs> yeah, it's too hot for planes to fly out there, apparently. Um, yep. So, I am interviewing LJ today, and it's uh, this is episode 62 of Live, Let, Thrive. Uh, Micah can't be joining us today, but he'll be back on the next episode, I believe. He's been busy hustling. And so, yeah, so we got... Um, I'll go ahead and say, we, we, I posted earlier today on um, Facebook professional, I'm sorry, per, Airbnb professional hosts Facebook page. I always drop their name on there. They must, um, they owe me some money. But um, anyways, <laughs> I put out there, anybody want to hop on the show? I had some free, um, some slots, empty slots today. And so, yeah, LJ reached out and says, she said she had a fascinating Airbnb story. And let's, you know, let's start it off jumping right into that. Why not? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. So what happened? Um, so you just want to know about the story, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. see, we don't have any rules here. And um, I could introduce you and who are you, how did you start your journey, all that stuff. Or we can jump into this fascinating story, and then I will backtrack to that. How about that? Okay, you ask questions and jump in when needed. You just tell me. Okay. So I had been doing this for about nine months. And it was beautiful in Phoenix. It was March. It was gorgeous. I was at the house um, cleaning after somebody had left. And I had some people last-minute book for one night. And I'm okay with that. Um, but they were not people who could instant book. So they wanted to know, you know, if it was available for the one night. And they weren't very communicative. And I was still pretty new at this. So I went ahead and booked them. Um, they showed up at one o'clock, which is about two hours earlier than check-in time. And they were sitting out front and I thought, you know, <laughs> I am not ready for this. I The house isn't ready. Check-in is three o'clock. What are you doing here? I didn't answer their text. I thought maybe if I ignore them, they'll go away. <laughs> well, they, they didn't. Um, at, at first they did, because apparently they were there at like noon and nobody was there. So um, they left and came back. And um, so while I was cleaning, they were texting me, and I said, check-in is at 3 o'clock. Come back then. And I think they ran to the store and came back, and they were sitting out front in the car, and it was still way before 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And I was 
just trying to get stuff done because you know as a super host i want to make sure that people appreciate the cleanliness of my home yeah. and that is a part of it right so i didn't want to let them in and i wasn't ready and it's not it was nice out so i wasn't worried about them i mean it wasn't phoenix in july this is phoenix in march it was gorgeous outside mm-hmm. in fact um the front door was open and the screen was there and the back door was open because that way I get a nice breeze going through. Yeah. So it was just really nice. So eventually, um, they, they wouldn't stop texting. So I said, fine, you can go to the backyard. She was saying, I have this baby shower I have to go to. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're a good planner. So <laughs> she, she kept texting that she had to go and her boyfriend and the dogs needed to come inside. And I said, they can go to the backyard, but I'm not done cleaning and check-in isn't till three. Right. So, so they came in and she was apparently, I don't know what kind of baby shower she was going to, but it must've been for some kind of, you know, group of hoes. Cause spandex <laughs> was a requirement. And it was like this short skirt and midriff and honey, I got a better body and I'm 55. <laughs> and she should not have been wearing that shit. So I watched her leave and she went out to the car and there was this box, I guess, of their stuff in the car. And so he was out back with the dogs. And that's the other thing. He was a smoker. So I was like, oh, well, hell. And so he was out back with the dogs. So she picks up the box, and, and this is me, like, I'm back and forth. I'm vacuuming, I'm changing beds, I'm cleaning the bathroom and the kitchen, and, you know, I'm just doing all, I'm just running all over the house. So I see the, she brings the porch, the box up to the porch and sets it down. So there's this box just sitting there now on my front porch, and I'm thinking, you idiot, you couldn't even bring it in? So after about 30 minutes, I decide I should bring it in. So I pick it up. And the flaps are open. This is a pretty good size box. We're talking like two by two. Yeah. Not real deep, maybe a foot deep. So I bring it in. The flaps are open. I set it on a chair. I keep cleaning. Then I get curious because they're really weird. He couldn't look me in the eye, never introduced himself. There were so many, like, signs. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, this is my house. <laughs> huh. And I look in the box. Just a cursory glance, you know, like over my shoulder, like, what's in there? And sure enough, I see, like, drug paraphernalia. Oh, no. And I also see, like, like identification. And I thought, okay, there's IDs in here. Great. Why are they in a box? She drove off. Where's hers? There's, so I start digging through this box, like, seriously digging through it now. And there's, like, five IDs for each of them with different names on them. And, man, nothing pisses me off more than people stealing from other people. And my identification, my purse was stolen, like, a year prior to this. Like, one year. Almost exactly. So I was livid. Mm. And then I found the drugs. Um, Oh, hell no. Mm. (laughs) What kind of drugs are we talking? um, You know, I'm not someone who's ever done drugs i don't even smoke pot so like i don't really know what kind of but the cops told me afterwards it was meth and crack oh 
They were breaking, yeah, nasty shit. Breaking Bad. I guess. Well, they thought they were. <laughs> I broke them. <laughs> so I'm thinking, this is my house. No, hell no, this isn't going to happen here. So I grab my purse and my, my water bottle, because, you know, in Phoenix, we don't go anywhere without one. Mm-hmm. So I, I walk across the street, and I have gay neighbors over there. So I'm like, I, I'm like rapping on the door. Dudes, I need safe haven. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they are so sweet. So they let me in, and I called Crime Stop. And the folks at Crime Stop are really cool, and they were very quick to respond. And there was some kind of accident somewhere nearby that the cops had been at. And so they, apparently that was, they had taken care of it. So they were at my place within like 10 minutes. Hmm. So dude's in the back smoking on his laptop and his phone, thinking everything's fine and making contacts and giving everybody the address for my home of where they can pick their drugs up that night. Jeez. That's what he was doing in my backyard. So, and I didn't know that. I just thought he had a box full of drugs and fake IDs. So the cops show up, three cop cars, six cars, six cops, and um, they come over to the house where I'm at visiting my neighbor. (laughs) And they were like, so, you know, and they've got body cams and everything so they can record everything. Yeah. So they're like, so ma'am, tell us what's going on. So I give him the story and I told him what I found. And he said, so you brought the box in the house? I said, yeah, it was sitting on the porch. And uh, he's like, okay, so you saw her put it there? I'm like, yeah, she took it out of the car before she went to her baby shower. And so then they were like, okay. And then and we were just kind of like standing out front when I first talked to him. And the, so they went in to the backyard. And I guess, he, no, he came out. He started walking out to the front. He's like wondering what's going on. He heard voices or whatever. So he left his laptop and his phone back there and he comes out to the front and he's on the porch and the cops are like, do you have your ID? And, and he's like, I don't have to show you my ID. And he does the whole song and dance that every single person who's ever been in the middle of breaking the law has ever done. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have to give you nothing. My daddy's a lawyer. So he started that whole stupid story and I just, kind of walked away. I didn't want to hear anything he had to say. I couldn't care less. And um, the, the cops interviewed him. It took an hour. And he was belligerent. He was a jerk. He was ignorant. Really not cool. So um, wasn't, it wasn't long. It was like an hour. And then they figured out who he was. And I'm not sure because I wasn't like standing right next to him. I didn't want to get involved. So you didn't want him to see your face? No. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So, um, they eventually figured out who he was. He kept insisting that his dad was an attorney and that he didn't have to give them his name and all this stuff. And uh, they finally took him away. They put him in the car and took him away because they did get his name and he had prior conviction and hmm. he was wanted. Right. Lucky me. So <laughs> they took his little butt away and she was still gone. This is probably, it's not even three o'clock yet. I mean, he was supposed to check in. They weren't supposed to check in until three and this is before three even. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, and so now the two dogs are in the back, right? So it's this puppy and another dog. And he, he, he was telling me that they just got them at the, they just, they just rescued them or something. They're trying to make me feel better about them or whatever. I don't know. Since they didn't even introduce themselves to me, <laughs> yeah. um, they were already way too far gone. So there's me and like four or five cops. And you know, cops are kind of, um, um, if you're a dog and you've ever been a stray dog, you're not real comfortable with cops. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're the ones who picked your butt off of the street and took you to the shelter (laughs) or, you know, some place that you could die in. So (laughs) um, it was very Mayberry. This whole thing of us chasing dogs in the backyard was hilarious. (laughs) So these two dogs, (laughs) these cops were, I'm like, you guys are way too big and you're too intimidating. You got to back off. I'll grab the dogs. So I sit down in the dirt and I'm like, her puppy and so i eventually caught both of them and gave them to the the cops and they just put them right in the car um they didn't even wait for like the special dog car (laughs) they just put them right in one of those cars and those poor puppies so i was like can i just keep the dogs and and find somebody to take them and they're like no because it's their property damn okay damn so yeah i was that was kind of bummed so they had to go back to the shelter or wherever you know, they spend their time. So they were gone. So then, so they're both gone. She doesn't know anything about this. And I never gave either of them a key. So she didn't have a key. Hmm. Um, so she, so I'm in touch with my neighbor. And I finally leave the house after, you know, just laughing. Um, so I, I, finish cleaning up, get it ready, because now I've, I've rented it for the night, made some money. I don't know whose money it was. Um, <laughs> and I feel sorry for the credit card of who of the person that they stole it from to book it. Um, but I think I still got paid. So then around, I guess, 1130, my neighbor across the street texts me, she's back. <sighs> so we both I know, but she can't get in, remember? She doesn't have a key. Right, right. So she pulls up in this $80,000, like, Mercedes. Oh. Some big white car, and pulls it all the way up into the driveway, and shimmies out of her hoe clothes, and changes into a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. In the driveway. All, like, in the car. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, in the car, because my neighbor's watching, right? Yeah. So, and, he, and he's texting me the whole time that this is what she's doing. And so she's texting me. So they call, they call Crime Stop, and I call Crime Stop. And so we're both on the phone with them. We give them the the ID number for the uh, event, the earlier event. And um, so there's two women at the call center who are apparently weren't very far apart. Their desks were kind of close by each other, and they both knew that they were each on the phone with somebody for the same event. And they, it was just. It was, like, so funny, but really tragic at the same time that people do this to other people. So my neighbor's like, oh, she changed her clothes, and um, she's in the car, and now she's looking in all the windows. And so she's texting me, and I left some lights on. So she's texting me, "Um, LJ, I can't get in. And I said, oh, that's right, you don't have a key. So... (laughs) I said, well, maybe your boyfriend is out walking the dogs. 
and I said, "There, I, I have leashes in inside, so maybe he just borrowed those and took the dogs for a walk. And, you know, I'm lying my butt off, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good at that. <laughs> I'm ad-libbing. So, so she, uh, she's like, oh, maybe, but I guess I'll just keep waiting for him. And she's like, I don't hear, I don't hear the dogs. You know, I'm like, wait, maybe you took him to, for a walk. I'm trying to invent every excuse, whatever I can do, right, to wait for the cops to get there. Yeah. And so my neighbors contacted it, and I'm on the phone with them, but I'm texting my neighbor. He's like, she's looking in all the windows. So the cops pull up literally like in five minutes. They don't ask her a question. They just throw her down on the ground, cuff her, and throw her in the back of the car. (laughs) She's gone. Oh, my gosh. They got her. Because she had all these previous warrants, too. Mm. So at like 4.30 in the morning, they came and towed the car away. So I was done and dusted with this whole thing. But then, like, one of the officers, like um, somebody who investigates all these things, so he called me to find out, like, for me to give him the whole story. And he told me that they had prior warrants for their arrest, that they had done other stuff, and that they were going to be in jail for quite a while. Wow. And I haven't heard back. That was nine months ago. I haven't heard anything. And they said they would contact me if they were going to let them out. Hmm. So they're still in jail. Yeah. That's crazy. A, that's a crazy story. Um, <laughs> that's nuts. Isn't that weird? So the knowledge I've gained just from that and be able to be able to share that with other people. So the thing I learned and, and I was able to share is that locals looking to stay are probably the worst renters. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's either something like this, like they're doing drugs, especially like the one-nighters. They're, they're, they're selling drugs from that home. Oh, and then my neighbor was telling me that uh, like at 1 o'clock in the morning, somebody pulled up and was like knocking on the door looking for their drugs. Oh, and I no. guess that happened a couple times because you know he contacted a few people saying this is where we are tonight. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's that's scary a little bit too. That's it's little... very scary because yeah. well they probably wouldn't do it if you lived on property, but imagine what your neighbors think after all that's over. They're going to get pissy about you having an Airbnb. Yeah, big time. Right? Yeah, I mean it's not I like thinking. you have any control over that. But you did provide entertainment for the night, though. I just provided what? You did. You did provide some entertainment for the night. Oh boy, did I! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was very interesting. But the thing is, so these people. So I've learned a lot about it since then. That that this is happening locally. So no matter where you live, if you have an Airbnb, what they're doing is renting for the night. And selling drugs all night long out of your place. They probably don't have a party or trash it because they don't want anybody, like, really noticing. But they're still too stupid to hide the evidence. Or, you know, like, you're, you got to catch them. The only way to catch them is to be there. So I have a lockbox um, for guests that, that I can't meet at the house, which is pretty rare because I, after that, I try to meet everybody. And I want to be able to look them in the eye and... I'm, a, I'm an Air Force brat. I've moved around my whole life. I can read people pretty well and pretty quickly. So I don't have a problem meeting everybody who stays in my house. 
because you can kind of tell the hinky ones. You can tell what's coming. Right, right. So far, I've been pretty lucky. It's 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 um, that's a that's a cool story. Not a well crazy story, but I thought about one time. Well, because I had I used to live next to um, next to a cop. Uh, his name his name was Buddy, and he was he was our buddy. He was a great dude. He um, he you know helped watch out the house for us when we weren't there, whatever. And so I I actually thought of putting that. I started Airbnb in um, actually last year, last um, October, and I thought about putting it in the listing, you know, and just kind of like a subtle a subtle um, reminder. Oh, by the way, you know, it's a safe neighborhood, and we even live next door to a cop. So I just thought throwing it in there to maybe deter, you know, <laughs> some of the bad people yeah. from wanting to rent my spot. But he happened to move I out. Think I- I think I did put that in there because the neighbor next door retired, um, retired, what is he? He was a investigator for Scottsdale police. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's a cop living next door. And you you put it in the, in the listing. They still rented your place. I I think I did put it in there and I, and I put, you know, neighbors all know each other and watch over my home. Ah. Yeah. Cause, cause I lived there for, like eight years so people know me and i know the neighbors who were all there right right and now i know more of them (laughs) (laughs) that's cool but i thought you know i thought about putting that in my listing and but he happened to move like the month that i was setting it up setting up the house you know that we used to live at and and i was thinking well i could still put it you know kind of like a, a white lie kind of thing but then, oh, yeah. then watch something happen, and they're pounding on my next door neighbor's house. <laughs> it's something, oh. and they need a cop, and I'm not a cop, dude. What do you want from me? <laughs> I didn't want. Well, mine was retired, so still, you know. Yeah. Honestly, I think the only way to deter this kind of stuff from happening, other than being very, um, like, communicative when they when they send you an inquiry. You should always just, I don't, these, these are not people who have an approval. Like they aren't going to be instant bookers because they change their names all the time. They're booking under different, it's not really their name. And you can't fault Airbnb for that because all they do is get a picture of their ID and a picture of you. If it's a fake ID, they're not going to know that. Hmm. So I never blamed Airbnb. I was pissed. But I, was, I never blamed Airbnb because it's not a perfect setup. Think about it. I sent my ID in. They don't really know if it's me. Right, right. Huh. So you can only go so far. Yeah. So now I just make sure I meet everybody at the house. Well, that's good. Do you, do you live far away? The only way to stay safe is five miles. Oh, okay. That's not bad. No, it's easy to get there. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I don't meet any of my guests, and uh, hopefully they're not all doing drugs at my house. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> I guess I'll find out. But I got a, a nosy, a nosy elderly lady, and you know she's a cool lady. We knew her, and you know she knew the family. And but she's she's one of the ones that watches the whole street, knows all the dirt and everything. And I thought I might have an issue with her when we uh, starting an Airbnb there, but she's been great. She's been um, she's been keeping an eye on the house. She let me know what kind of guests come in and how many people were there, and yeah, she lets me know. And she doesn't seem to have a problem with it either. That's good. 
Yeah, my neighbors have been very helpful. Um, I, I've, the only thing I worry about, because I take dogs at my place, it's got concrete floors and a huge fenced-in backyard, and so I get a lot of dogs. In fact, the people that are there right now have three dogs, and one of them is the size of a Shetland pony. It's huge. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's a big dog. And um, But I'm very popular because I, I have this wonderfully safe, shaded backyard um, for all the pets. So um, one, for Thanksgiving, I actually had people check in with a potbelly pig. <laughs> they weren't, it wasn't for Thanksgiving, it was their pet. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the story. Thankfully. I slaughtered a pig <laughs> and in that, my that thing was hundred. Yeah, I have pictures. Actually, I have a pet wall, and um, I have um, little paw prints, like different colored paw prints all over the, the entryway. Um, painted on the wall, and I have um, prints, like two prints, one of a cat and one of a dog. Uh, it's it's my pet wall, and so people whose pets have stayed, I write their name on one of the paw prints, the pet's names. So hmm. after Pudgeons the pig stayed, I had to put a, a paw print on the wall, and I thought, you know, I'm, I don't think I really want to do the pig print, so I did a snout. And I put pudgeons on my wall. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> shout out to pudgeons. Um, I did not put the two jail dogs um, on my wall. <laughs> I never learned their names, and I'm pretty sure that they were fake names anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they did not get a paw print. They stole another dog's chip. Um. So this is interesting because, like, uh, most. Everybody we've interviewed on the show is just um, they they don't allow pets one hundred percent, and so but you're you're going the other way with it. You're you're not only allowing, you're encouraging pets, and you're even like putting the oh, cool, hell yeah. cool things on the wall. And I and I thought about that. I was like, what if I made my pet place pet friendly? I mean, I would probably make a whole bunch of money doing that. It is uh, a hun- it's triple degree weather in Phoenix, and um, you can bet that. There are a lot of people whose homes are not booked right now. And you know whose home is? Mine. Yeah. <laughs> All summer long. I started in June of last year. I'm still in business, and I haven't had a month. I think like, it was some weird month, like November or something, where I had 10 days without guests. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm booked all the time. I'm right off all the highways. I'm five miles north of the airport. I've got a great location, but I'm in the barrio. So one of the things, like, I don't, I also want to decorate my place with a theme kind of thing, you know? I'm, I'm an actress. I'm, I'm all about, you know, doing fun stuff and being out there. And I've stayed in B&Bs. And most of them are like, well, this was my mom's furniture and, or, you know, I, it's all like, 90s and 80s furniture i'm like this is just boring or (laughs) who would want to live in this so i kind of went a little bit crazy and mine is all day of the dead and peace love and hippie so it's very colorful that's so awesome yeah so my whole place is decorated with day of the dead skulls wow that's cool it is very cool it's part of the mexican heritage it's their culture and i celebrate life so with, for me, I just wanted to celebrate the neighborhood it's in. It's in the barrio. It's, I wanted to kind of continue that theme. So 
It's really colorful. It looks great. That's pretty neat. And people appreciate it. And frankly, if they don't, they don't need to rent my place. <laughs> now, now you well, you have concrete floors. That's that's great for um, if you're going to allow pets. But I mean, yeah. aren't you worried about like your furniture and stuff? What do you do to to prevent damage? Um, well, I've learned, and nothing's gotten damaged. I've had maybe a a, a uh, maybe a bedspread or a blanket. It might have gotten torn because of dogs' paws and that kind of thing. Um, so I learned early on that if they've got dogs, that I put the crappy one on there. But I do it when they're there and I'm telling them, you know, I don't care if your dog gets up on the bed. As long as it's not on the sheets, scratching them up and tearing them, because then you're paying for them. Hmm. I said, but I'm going to throw this bedspread on here. I'm going to take the nice one off. I'm going to put this one on. Because I know your dog's getting up here. I'm not going to pretend I don't know that. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Right, right. So I just changed the bedding out while they're there and tell them, you know, unless you brought something with you and you, you can assure me that your dog is going to stay on the floor, this is what we're doing. And I do the same thing because my couch is leather and it's a fold-out for people to be able to stay in and sleep on. So um, I... I have to keep that one, you know, as best as I can for as long as I can because those things ain't cheap. Mm. So I don't, I don't want the leather seats getting messed up. So I cover that too when people who who have dogs stay. And that's just the benefit of being able to stay in my home is with a dog. Is I'm going to make sure that nothing gets ruined, and it's your job to make sure that too when you stay. And I just tell people I'm open about it. No. I'm, I'm- I mean, they appreciate that they have somewhere to to, to go with their dogs. I mean, that's just, it's so yeah. expensive to board the darn things. Yeah, and there are places nearby. I had some folks who came out for baseball season, and I made a killing during baseball season, by the way. Um, and they came out, and they brought their dogs. And while they were at the baseball game, they took their dogs to doggy daycare. <laughs> <laughs> So those were some spoiled pups. And they didn't leave them in the house. I mean, what, what's up? With no, no. They were going to be gone at baseball games for two, three hours, and they brought the dogs to doggy daycare <laughs> <laughs> and paid for that. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> I that, know. At least they didn't um, poop and pee all over your house. That's good. Well, and there's a doggy door, too, so they can get out if they're small enough. I don't have a big one in there because I don't want anybody being able to break in. Yeah. So I've done what I can to make some money, and I've done pretty well. And uh, my home is like 80 years old. So in a couple of weeks, I'm having all new windows that face the south where all the sun comes in. I'm putting new windows in so that they're better insulated because some of those rooms get really hot because of Phoenix weather. Mm -hmm. So as I make a little money, I just add more and more stuff to my house to make it even better. That's great. Putting it back into the business. Yeah, you got what you got to do. Yeah, if you want to stay in business, <laughs> that's that's definitely true, and um, and that's my plan. <laughs> All right, you so know, we... upside Phoenix is upside down because the summers are so hot, and my AC bill, my electric bills are like three hundred a month. Wow! Because yeah, because people are coming from someplace else usually, right? So they can't handle this heat. So they crank it down. I, I went in there the other day. It was cranked down to 62 degrees. Mm. 
And I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Would you have the door open too? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you needed fresh air and the air conditioning because it's so hot. Some people have done that. You know, you can't, you can only do what you can do. I'm not going to monitor them and I'm not going to put in any cameras. Um, So I can't charge as much in the summer, but my, my electric bills are three times what they are in the fall and and the winter. Wow, that's crazy. Kind of a bummer. What um, I, I used to think, I, you know, back when I got my, had my first house, I was I was contemplating putting solar panels on it, and uh, the reason and because we were going to live there still. But then I was like, then we started thinking about okay, I don't know, we're, we might move out and rent it out as a long term rental, and so it didn't make sense anymore. I'm going to put solar panels and save month save a lot of money for my renters, you know. But as as the Airbnb model goes, it would be it might be a great idea, you know, put some solar panels and there's one less electric bill yeah. you have to pay, right? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm in Arizona, and you would think that solar would be what everybody's doing here, but the electric companies here have got a lock on it, and. We're also a red state, so nothing is happening with solar here. That's terrible. You got all that sun. Three hundred and sixty days a year of clear, perfect skies, like right now, not a cloud. And we can't get solar unless we pay out the nose for it. What a waste! It's ridiculous. What a waste! It is. It is one of these days. It'll get better and. I will have solar on both of my homes just because it'll cost me less money. Right. Yeah. Utilize the freeness I'm... of the sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the windows are going to be a big help with cutting out some of the the air conditioning bills for the summer. That'll be a nice change because they're all like single pane 80-year-old windows right now. Mm. So that'll be helpful. Big time. I have a big shaded backyard that's just gorgeous, a pine tree. Oh, and I have a lot of fruit trees, too. So there's like two, three months out of the year during fruit season when people can pick fruit and eat it just straight off the tree, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. What? Yeah. yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> Where are you at? I'm in um, Arlington, Texas. Oh, Okay. Yeah, right close to Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah, right down the road. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, oh, real quick, because you, you do allow pets. You're one of the few that I've known to allow pets. Now, well, now, what is your cleaning fee if they do have pets? Or is there different types of cleaning fees or same one? I charge $6 per day per pet um, extra just to have the, just to let them stay. And uh, okay. it's my my cleaning fee doesn't change. That's pretty smart. And well, I figured you know they're a family member, so I'm like just you know put them in his, in his family. Just tell me how many people, how many how many of your family you're bringing with you, whether they're two legged or four. They're all monsters as far as I'm concerned. If they're not adults, so <laughs> I might as well charge for them. I find that children are worse than pets. I'd rather I'd almost say no children and bring on the dogs. <laughs> Seriously, I've never had a, a pet who damaged did damage the damage that a child can do. Hmm. I'd rather have pets than kids. Hell, the pig was a better guess. 
Now, now, what um, what is your cleaning fee, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? It's twenty six bucks. That's it. Well, yeah, my house is only nine hundred square feet, and it's solid concrete. I mean, you really can't screw it up too much. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. I've never seen one that low before. Yeah, I, uh, the only expensive part for me is that I have to do all the lawn mowing and I take care of the irrigation when it's time to open that up. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the one taking care of the yard and it's a pretty good sized yard and mm. there's a lot of trees. So, and when I'm out there and it's triple digit weather and I'm the one out there cutting the grass and, and raking up everything, I'm like, yeah, this needs to be more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be part of the cleaning fee is that I've got to take care of the yard. But every once in a while, when it gets a little overgrown, because, you know, the irrigation works wonders. So my place gets irrigated about every two weeks. And um, that means that the dogs can't go out back. And I, I, that is a part of the warning I give them, you know. And I try to, if somebody's going to be staying during irrigation, I'll say, I know it's going to be about that time, but I won't know until 48 hours before it happens that that's when it is. Right, right. So my lot gets like five inches of water. It's, the whole lot is covered in five inches of water for an hour or two, and then it just soaks right in, and that's why the trees are all green, and I can grow fruit here. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, which is people from another place are like, what the heck is going on back there when the water starts coming in? <laughs> <laughs> it's very unusual for people who don't know what it is. That's, that's crazy. All right, so we have But it with really the... keeps everything green. Nice. We have with us L.J. Fitzgerald. I guess now we can start with the, um, <laughs> the boring general questions. We, um, this is cool. This is cool. We're doing it backwards. Um, okay. <laughs> so we're at... In, so you um, know my method then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking of upside down. The upside down. What, um, where are you located? You're in what, Phoenix, Arizona or where? Yeah, I'm just north of the airport five miles. Oh, awesome. 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 My buddy yeah, there's actually like four interstate interchanges too for the the highways. So when I get so many people on their way to California, or leaving California and on their way home. Wow, that's cool. I, I um yeah. I work for American Airlines, so yeah, sometimes when we fly out west, we have to go through Phoenix and then you know wherever else. Dude, you gotta come visit. Yes, I will be. Yeah, we'll go visit. That'd be awesome. Bring your dog. We'll bring our little doggy. Our little doggy. <laughs> it's a little chihuahua. So. I also um, have like a gate where I can park like a big car and like a, a, a like and anything huge like a bus in the back. So I've had bands that are just playing one night come through, and and because I do one nighters, I'm a girl for a one night stand. Always have been. <laughs> So the gate can be locked, and they can just park the big bus back there without having to unload everything. And then there's a I, – I can sleep seven in my two-bedroom, one-bath, 900-square-foot home. So they'll they'll park in the back and then just sleep all over and sleep late the next morning and take off, and we're all good. It's, it's really cool because I can lock it up and keep it secure, and nobody can get back there. It's pretty cool. That is awesome. I try to think of everything. It's hard, but, you know, had no idea I had to worry about meth heads and <laughs> selling drugs out of my home. But you're like in the, the home of Breaking Bad. You should know this. <laughs> I do now. <laughs> and because I spend so much time on Facebook with the hosting sites, 
I try to help people understand like some of the things they need to watch for. That's good. Keep people informed. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are very naive when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit. Um, well, I wouldn't say jealous, envious, because that was my my original vision when um, I started. We we're we we're thinking of um, renting out our our current Airbnb. You know, after we moved. And um, I, and I I wanted to just put because I'm an artist musician and I wanted to make it like um, you know artsy music musicianly and um, like like you're you're just kind of you know boh- got a bohemian feel to it and I was and I, yeah and give it a theme right yeah and I called it Art House Hearst and I do have art on the Aww. walls I have some you know from a couple of buddies I have a couple of my pieces too but I want to go like 100 percent overboard man I want to put like I mean. Like badass murals or just cool paintings. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, Don't um, just put something up on the wall. Paint the whole wall. Yeah, that's that's what my concept. And um, I don't know. My wife's kind of slowing me down on that a little bit. But I thought it would be cool. <laughs> I just wanted to go all out. I art. think people are looking for a unique space to stay in. Right, Certainly right. Certainly people who do Airbnb are already wanting something unique. That's why they aren't staying in a cookie-cutter hotel room. Um, they want what they want. And it's funny. I've had all kinds of, like a couple people with the reaction to how I decorated. Usually they're older. Like my mom, she's like, oh, people aren't going to want to stay there. I'm like, mom, I'm booked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's, I don't live here. I just get to stay in one night with all the skulls. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like I have real skulls in there. Come on, they're ceramic and they're painted and they're bright and they're colorful and and there's peace signs and and flowers and it's it's just a really unique space. And I think that when people are looking for a place to stay in and they're just traveling through and they're they're typical Airbnb travelers, they like the uniqueness of my spot for sure. That is cool. And um, you, yeah. I'm sure you attract the artsy type people too, I would imagine. Definitely. You need to go for it. You need to put up records on the wall and and just paint murals everywhere and go all music bad. It'd be awesome. You could do. You could paint like um, album covers on some of the walls. That is cool. I'm doing it. I'm doing <laughs> I get it. crazy doing, ideas. I just, I, yeah, it just turned into like a... I'll and say here's like a, the thing. Try it. You know what? You can always go back and paint that wall white. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and um, I, that's what I thought was I'll try it, and if it doesn't work and I can't rent it, then I'll go back to painting it normal. Yeah, paint covers everything, right? That's right. Because <laughs> my first house, the we, we were renting it out long term, and... And we did. It was the. It was known as the art house, and we we had parties and art, you know, art shows, and my band would play there, and other other bands would come play there. It was just like, it was a cool hangout, you know. And I loved that vibe. And then, I didn't, you know, I just starting. That was starting my real estate journey. I jumped out of that house, just cleaned it all up, and made it a long term rental. Which uh, I wish I would have just kept it going. The art house, you know. And the second house we got when you know we moved out of that one, that turned it into a. A boring, well, kind of not boring. There's art on the walls, but <laughs> it could be so much more. And I think, in in a way, and also, I mean, it's cool to, to like decorate and do whatever is inside my crazy head. But in in doing that, you know, it's more fun. Plus, 
it could actually be cheaper than trying to go the high-end Haverty's furniture crap, you know? A lot of people yeah, are doing the high-end fancy Yeah, and high that's so typical. Stuff. And you can do that anywhere. You can find that. There's a dime a dozen. In, right, in right. Phoenix, Scottsdale, they can, they can always make that choice. And it costs a whole but bunch to... But there's very yeah. few that are eclectic and unique and fun. They have a spirit, you know? Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people who appreciate that. Otherwise, I'd... I wouldn't be busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, LJ. You go for it. <laughs> the other thing I do, and I don't... How hot? What's the temperature over there today? Uh, it only got to, like, 97. That's not too bad. <laughs> With- so the, the other thing I'm doing, and I highly recommend this, um, in the summer... Well, I do it all year round, because people... You know, they're coming here in December, and it's, like, 80 degrees. They're like, what the hell? So... I keep um, popsicles in the freezer. Hmm. Great idea. Because it's triple digits, and by God, <laughs> they really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so does everybody partake in the popsicles? Uh, no, not everybody. You know, some people are, are, are like maybe fasting, and some people just don't want them. But I've had people that are like, oh, my God, that is amazing. That's exactly what I need. I mean, they, I'm literally checking them in. They see them in the freezer, and they lit up, and I'm like, you want one now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and we're walking through the house eating popsicles together, talking about, like, the backyard and where the water spigot is and if I'm going to have irrigation. Like, just having a conversation, just learning about each other. It's really cool. Wow, that is so popsicles cool. Popsicles are the icebreaker in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it makes it, you know, because you get to kind of like live your artistic vision. It makes it more fun, definitely, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I can't decorate my house that way. My husband would never let me. So I'm doing it over there. (laughs) (laughs) And how how much does he participate in the Airbnb? Zero. Nada. Nothing. Why is that? That's my baby. Oh, you don't let him? Not really. Huh. Oh, you you don't no, even let him no mow, the, mow the yard in 110 degree heat? Well, we have our own house in which I could let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, so, that's, that's... I figure I'm not going to torture him and make him go over there and do the other one, too. <laughs> that's nice of you. It's a good workout. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's sweat it all out. Um, my my wife does the cleanings in mine, so she does. She, actually, she does the cleanings, turnovers, changes the code on the on the door lock. See, that's the thing I was going to ask earlier because you, if you would have just been like a off hands remote lock kind of person, you would have never known those druggies are staying at your house, right? Right, right. And but so you, you know, it only took one person like that. For, for me to figure out, you know, I may have a lockbox, but I only need to use it during emergencies. In fact, that happened over the weekend. We were at the lake, and um, a storm came in, and we got blown into the storm with the, some rocks. We lost our engine. We were out there for hours. I had the bruises to prove it, and um, I couldn't make my check-in. And I'd never met these people, but she was very communicative, so I knew she wasn't, and they were passing through town. They weren't from here. So I knew that they were legit. So I just told her, gave her the code to the lockbox, 
and they were all good to go. I never even met them. Nice. And you always, yeah, yeah you always got to plan for stuff like that, right? Yeah, and you have to. Yeah, I mean, I have a lockbox for emergencies, but the best way to keep my home healthy and happy and safe and to ensure that my neighbors don't get pissed off <laughs> is to greet every single one of my guests. And I tell them, look, I'm just a badass old bitch who will take you out if I don't like you. <laughs> so you better be nice to my house. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. So I'm that... over 50. I can say what I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. You passed the limitations, the statute of limitations, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so do you plan on getting statute any Statute of decades. Statute of decades. That sounds like a, a band name. I'm, I'm going to make a band called that. Statute <laughs> of decades. Um, it'll be a soft rock band. Um, let me see. How many... Uh, do you want to get more properties? Are you cool with just the one, or how's it going? Just the one. Yeah, it's a lot of work for for one to set it all up and keep it going. And I'm on four different websites, so you know. And and good. like at first, okay, you started it, whatever you're learning. When when did you start this, by the way? A year ago in July. Oh, perfect. No, oh, June actually. June, cool, and um. So you started it then. Did that? Does the house? Is the house totally different from when you started? Does it? I mean, does it look different? Did you do a bunch of different things to it? You know, I just keep adding art. Okay. Um, and finding things that will make my guests more comfortable, and also make it let they'll screw it up less. Like instead of putting their um, dop kit in the bathroom on the towel rod, which was taking the rod out of the wall, mm. I found some shelving to put below that. So, like, little things to add to it so that they don't screw my house up. Things mm. like that. That's cool. And um, and we've had a guest on a show um, before. He was telling us all all his tips and stuff. And he and his, his big deal was, um, yeah... You don't have to just try to keep accumulating to accumulate properties or whatever it is in life. You just perfect the ones that you have and then try to maximize the profit out of that one. And I think that's pretty cool because you don't have to have the whole bunch that are half-ass when you can have one badass one that's generating all the profit for you, right? Yeah, and the way I look at it is they're paying my mortgage and giving me a little extra. Sweet. So I spend a little bit of time cleaning it. I mow it and take care of the yard and, you know, prune the trees and pick the fruit <laughs> and uh, and make sure that it stays updated. Because, honestly, it's a little house. It's tiny. It's 900 square feet. And someday, maybe down the road, when I'm old and I can't handle the one I live in now, which is 2,000 square feet, I might want to downsize back to that house. So I want to take the best care I can of it because I might end up in that one in the end. Ah, that's true. That's forward thinking. And it thinking. will be paid off. There you go. Well, you got to, don't you? I mean, that's the way life is. And I'll have plenty of money that I can just take off, you know, from selling this one. And then we can just go all over the place and visit the world and travel and just have that little house over there in the barrio. Which probably won't even be the barrio anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be Hipsterville. Oh, so the folks across the street are Hispanic, and they've lived there forever, and there's like 
two families or three families living there. It's, it's a cute little house. And sometimes on the weekends, they have, um, they put picnic tables out, like along the whole driveway into the backyard, and they're family comes over and there's a mariachi band once in a while over there on a Saturday night. It's so cool. That is awesome. Yeah. And I let people know on my listing that occasionally on a Saturday night, <laughs> the mariachi band will be playing across the street and you can hear them and you should enjoy it because they don't shut, they shut down pretty early, like at 11 or 12 and they, they are never obnoxious and they're very cool. So that, that is I cool. let people know. That's like one of the perks to me. It's one of the perks. Yeah. Sit down. Well, it's a part of, the actual Ario experience, right? It has, yeah, the, the the street has, like, its own flavor, its own vibe, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yep, good neighbors. And, um, well, you said you had a big backyard? Yeah, it is, it's huge. What about putting, Considering. Uh, what about putting, uh, something out there, uh, ah, like another, called, like a mother-in-law suite thing. kind of thing, or that you could rent out? You ever thought of, about doing that? No, because then you've got to worry about two different guests and the parking and all that crap. If I was yeah. going to do it, I would do it at my house where oh, I yeah. can do it separately and I know I have plenty of parking. Are you are you allowed to do that at your house? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. It's just, it's funny because like, here in Arlington, you know, I, I actually called the city and said, hey, I want to put, I, I'm thinking about putting a mother-in-law suite out back. And um, they said, okay, you know, you got to fill out these forms, you know, this and that, and and then you got to pay a thousand dollar, pay a thousand dollars to, um, yeah, to s- application fee and this and that. And I was like, okay, cool. So when would I find out if I got approved? I said, well, yeah, anywhere between three to six months, <laughs> you'll find out if you're approved. And I was like, okay, and if I'm not approved, I get my money back. Like, no, that's that's just part of the fee. <laughs> I was like, what? I gotta pay a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars to to just submit and hope that they say yes. That's some that's some mess right there. I wonder if they have, if they. I guess I have to check into the laws before I do that here. But I have friends that um, got a container and put it in their backyard. Wow, that's cool. And they made a little a little container house out of it. It's a it's adorable. That is awesome. But I'm. I'm just seriously like, so both of my houses are just five miles north of the airport, one on the east side and one on the west side. So it's a really quick drive from the airport to my house. So if somebody's just spending the night in Phoenix for business and then getting back on a plane the next day, my my spot's awesome, both of them. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And um, so Maybe down the road they'll do that. I was even thinking like putting a, because I have a big backyard too. And I was thinking about putting a, an RV out back. I thought, I wonder if that would work pretty good. I guess if I would do it all cute and, you know, pretty, I guess it would work. Yeah, if you take it off the wheels and kind of maybe make it nicer. Those are going pretty well, but I think people expect to pay less for them. You know what I mean? Per night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's in Malibu or something. They're, cause as, the, opposed, as opposed to, like, my friends who put in the pod... And then totally did an artistic design inside, and it's gorgeous. Like, they can charge more for that than you could an RV. That is true. That is true. And, um, of course, I mean, they probably put a, uh, spent a pretty pity on that, I would think. I No, they did it all themselves. Because he's a, he's, 
like a really good, I wouldn't say a contractor, but he's really artistic. Uh-huh. So everything in that whole little place, it's got a little tiny sink. It's got, um, a, I wouldn't say, a, it's got a bathroom. I wouldn't call it a big bathroom, um, but you can shower in there. The sink is literally like um, the size of a piece of Tupperware. It's just like not a normal sink, a little <laughs> tiny sink. Um, but all you really do in a sink is brush your teeth or run water for a washcloth or something. So you don't need much. Right. Um, but it's so much cuter than like a trailer. Right, right. Unless it's an Airstream. Now those are freaking cool. Yeah, those are pretty cool. But they're also expensive. Have you yeah. ever looked at the price on one of those? They're insane. This is buying a freaking house. You could buy my house for less. <laughs> I could buy a house in the barrio for less than you can buy an airstream these days. <laughs> they're, 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 you got to go back and buy an old beat up one and, and fix it up. I guess you know it's the only way you can afford one of those things. But they yeah, look so cool. Yeah, but then cool. I'm, it's, a, it's triple degrees here. You can't really <laughs> just like expect it to work well. And I don't know. That's too scary for me. Right, right. That is cool. You're a a great storyteller. Now, how far? Because, cause, of course, I mean, did you watch the show Breaking Bad? No. <laughs> no. you never seen Breaking I'm Bad? I'm an avid reader. I'm a big-time reader. Okay. And I read crime novels, so... Well, that's, right <laughs> up, that's right up your alley. You just got to watch. Yeah, it was totally <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> but it's the best show. One of the, one of the, my favorite series is... And I don't watch a lot of TV, but, every, you know, I, I got into that one. I was like, this is awesome. And um, that's out in Arizona, right? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, that's I what I was, that's what I was going to ask. If you did, um, well, do you you ever thought of doing like experiences? Oh, actually, I applied. So, okay, are you like in? Are you affiliated with Airbnb in any way? No. Oh, so those morons! What they did? Check <laughs> <laughs> it. We, we call them so, out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So it's 115 in in Phoenix in the summer. So back in, I want to say it was November, I asked them about doing experiences because I'm an avid hiker. And I, I'm not going to do a three-hour make your, you know, climb your ass up this huge hill kind of thing. I, that's not who I am. I'm 50. I'm over 50. I'm going to take you out for an hour. I'm going to show you what a cactus looks like, tell you about my favorite lizard, and then we're going to go home. (laughs) I'm not going to spend three hours out there. I'm going to tell you about my desert. I'm going to introduce you to what it's like out there, tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly about it, and then we're going to be on our way. I'm not going to stay out there all day with you. So I just wanted to do these hour-long hikes because I'm already doing them. I might as well get paid out there while I'm doing it, right? Right, right. Stupid Airbnb, they don't get back to me for months. So I'm like, it's December, January is whenever all the people start to visit, and it's nice and cool out, and they're going to be hiking. Are you guys going to get back to me and give me a yes or no or what? Never got back to me. So when did they get back to me? July. (laughs) Triple digits. Nobody's hiking but me out there and every other insane person who lives in Phoenix and is part lizard like me. So they're the only ones out there. I can't... And now they want me to start it up. And I'm like, bite me. You're kidding, right? (laughs) It's like they don't understand the difference between my summer 
and Connecticut summer. Hmm. And how can you be that stupid and have an Airbnb company? It's a big corporation. Which is around the world. You should know what weather's like everywhere around the world. It's not that hard to figure out. You can look it up, I bet. So why they waited till midsummer in triple digits to approve me, it just pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) So I am going to do that. So I'm going to do, like, um, Monday through Friday hikes out in the desert. Some of them are just going to be... Uh, photo hikes where you take pictures of the beautiful flora and fauna and the thorns um, out in the desert. But literally, that's four months out of the year. Sweet. And it's not right now. (laughs) I can't imagine anybody signing up to do that right now. You don't do any... um, Honestly, I'd be afraid that they'd die out there if I took pictures. (laughs) Yeah, Airbnb. I can't get my friends to hike with me. Airbnb would frown upon um, the guests dying, I guess. Now, how well, I'm not liable. <laughs> you signed the form, damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. How how much would this hike would these hikes cost? I was I was still trying to figure that out because it's a Phoenix preserve. What I wanted to do was take like five dollars from every guest. And donate that to the preserve to help keep it preserved. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, you know, with the way things are going, this is smack dab in the middle of Phoenix. This is like prime real estate, and they're little tiny mountains. Um, they're like, a, I want to say, 1,200 feet or something high. And they're a good climb. It's a, it's a nice climb. It's a good exercise. But they're in the middle of the city, and a lot of the people who have money would love to build on them. And a hundred years ago, the women married to the founders of the city of Phoenix said, hey, honey, you know, we're taking the wagon out and we're going to go to the mountain and go climb around. And so they preserved these areas because they were close to the city and they knew that if they built on them, they'd never be able to use them. So the women behind the men who ran the city at the time um, got them to preserve all these mountains in the in the city of Phoenix. So we have several preserves that are just beautiful, and they're acres and acres miles of property. And um, I want to preserve them, and I want to make sure that money gets back to the people who are making sure that that happens. So I'm going to give I'm going to donate some of the money for my hikes. I don't know how much I'm going to charge it. I'm only going to do an hour at a time. I'm not going out for long hikes. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I want to say... I think 20, 20 bucks, bucks would be good, right? Yeah, I don't oh, know. I, I was going to ask around and look, but I'm the only one doing it, so I couldn't tell you. I'm just saying how much... doing these epic three, three and four-hour hikes, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying for me, for an add-on, I'd be like, ah, I'd pay 20 bucks to go get shown around. Like you said, I mean, once you start at charging 40 or 50, people are going to expect more. Okay, what else are we going to do, you know? Well, and, you know, I'm a tough love kind of girl, so I'm going to be all like, bring your own water. If you're not wearing the right shoes, you're not coming. Um, I can provide you with an umbrella if it's hot, but you need to make sure you have what you need. I'll carry an emergency pack just to make sure that if you get bitten by a snake, I can get you to where you need to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll take care of people, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not your mama. I am not going to, I'm not going to babysit you. 
So, I'll, and, and I plan on, I have a cardio hike I want to do because I run up all the hills. I don't run down them. I run up them. Um, so a cardio hike with weights will be one of my hikes. And then a nature walk to learn about the desert is another one of my hikes. And then a photo hike. And I think I'm going to do those three, like Monday, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That is awesome. Yeah. Get my butt out there. <laughs> <laughs> An added benefit. And if I do them in the morning, then I can still turn my place over in the afternoon. So that should work. Mm-hmm. So Airbnb contacted me back and said, we need more information. Because um, I sent them all the pictures they asked for and, and certain things that they were, you know, when you, uh, the requirements to get this going. But I'm not, like, in a hurry because I still have the triple degree weather for another three months. Yeah. And what, they got back to me a year late. <laughs> now, what I, what I automatically thought of, because, you know, like I said, I love that show Breaking Bad. If you did a, a Breaking Bad tour, but like you said, you don't watch the show. But if people, I think people would pay good money to go on this tour, to go all the spots that they saw on the show, you know? Probably. Yeah. I guess I got to watch it now. So wa- <laughs> See watch, what you did. Watch the damn series, LJ. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Now I have one more thing to do. <laughs> I just I just thought of something. I have um two friends of ours, like we you know, you you know, when you're younger you have this group of friends and then everybody goes their separate ways, whatever. We had this tight knit group and we were like um St. Elmo's fire, you know. I mean we weren't all, you know, sleeping with each other and stuff. But anyways, we <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time ago. But um I had these. We had these two friends. These these two um, these two girls named uh, Kira and Kinsey Fitzgerald, and they moved to to Phoenix. And so I'm like, wow, I'm talking to a Fitzgerald in Phoenix. You, and um, I have two friends out there, Kira and Kinsey. Shout out to y'all, to y'all girls. If y'all still um, know I'm alive, Woo-hoo! I'm not family. Yeah. <laughs> so you got there's another We're Fitzgerald around. There you go. Yep. Irish. Yeah. If it's not Scottish, it's yep. crap. Oh, that's Scottish. Um, so yeah, so, um, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's, it's cool that you you get to enjoy, enjoy doing it. And it's, it's, um, it doesn't seem like it's too much of a job for you. It seems like it's a, it's a cool. Oh, hell no. No. I bring Alexa with me. We rock some tunes while we're cleaning. I put in my ear trumpet so I can actually hear the music. You know, I wear hearing aids. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and then we just clean and have a good time it's it's a great job and that is cool and i've got it i've got it all set up so it's easy to do i got i bring my beer with me i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i have a popsicle <laughs> hey that i mean keeps you cool right from the inside out yeah and um and that and that's what's cool about Airbnb or it's, you know, people do VRBO too whatever but like it's just um like there's so many there's there's so many different ways to do it and like um like I, my buddy Micah my co-host he's he's kicking butt at Airbnb making a crap ton of money always looking for more properties and and that's one way to do it you know make it a business and make it you know make a lot of money off of it or you just like LJ like like you're doing it you know you're making good money on on one unit and you and you enjoy it and and you go in there and you decorate it like you always wanted to and you're even you can do the hikes and the tours and stuff that you'd love to do already and you're getting paid for it and that's pretty freaking awesome yeah just take care of my home yeah yeah that's awesome, LJ. And I meet a lot of really cool people. They another benefit. Isn't that, isn't that neat? 
Yeah, it's awesome. And then, so I have the teacher strike, right? So that wasn't that long ago, and I had friends that were coming down from Florida, from um, Flagstaff, which is two hours north of Phoenix, and they were protesting. I was out there protesting um, at the state capitol the same day. So um, they had nowhere to go stay, and my place was empty. So I let them stay at my home for free because that was it was open for a couple of nights, and they were there marching. And they the only way they could continue to stay was if they had a place to stay. So I gave a bunch of teachers my home, my Airbnb rental, um, so that they can continue to march and get better pay and get some better benefits. Because that benefits me too. And they're my friends. So that just seemed the right thing to do. That's really great. That's it's a, kind that's of cool a... to have that benefit. Like this little place that they can go crash in. <laughs> the skulls everywhere. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. Um, this is cool. This is like, um, we started off with you with the crazy story and we went to, you know, to the regular stuff a little bit, but it's, it's, it's like, uh, this is like a cozy conversation and I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. that you reached out to me and I'm glad I interviewed, interviewed you. Cause it's like, um, well, sometimes you got a, you know, you know, blood out of a turnip kind of thing, but you're just, you just talk about, this is like, we're sitting back with a beer, just, just BS and that's what it feels like. You mean you don't have a beer over there? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> no, I, sometimes I do, but um, I have my hot tea. I just finished all my hot tea, and um, yeah, yeah, that's um, some. See, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I get a little tipsy, and, it, and I don't know where the interview goes. But that makes it fun too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Do, do you listen to the Joe Rogan show? No. Do you know who Joe Rogan is? Uh-uh. I know who Seth Rogan is. Do you, okay. Well, do you know, um, do you, uh, listen to podcasts a lot? No, no. Okay. Well, besides, listen to ours, mine, and, um, listen to, you know it. If, if, you, if you look up Joe Rogan, it's the greatest podcast because he gets people on and they just talk about whatever. And you might be a famous person, but he won't even ask them nothing about their, you know, famous life, but it's just, they just BS the whole time. And sometimes he gets on a, a guest who partakes in, in the weed and, and they both just sit there and you, and you, you hear him go, all right. So when, uh, what do you think? And it's just so, and then they're getting baked and they're just having the greatest oh, no. conversation. That's, that's how I ended up with an entirely bruised left leg at the lake last weekend or two weekends ago is because my friend partakes a little too much and wasn't prepared for the storm that rolled in. And that's how the boat went all over the place. <laughs> I'm freaking so I gotta out, say I'm not man. a fan. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. Sure, we almost capsized. Go. <laughs> oh, Your bloody man. friend probably doesn't think that. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's an extreme occurrence, but two dudes sitting there just... <laughs> smoking they, they were smoking it was funny because they didn't say it on the show but you know they're doing it but i guess if you watch the youtube you'd see them do it it's, it's legal in cali yeah, i was telling my friend because my birthday was right after that um i turned 55 and invited a bunch of friends out to dinner and we were hanging out and i said tony every one of your epic travel adventures starts with we smoked a bowl <laughs> <laughs> i said have you ever noticed that <laughs> There's a pattern. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, they just they just smoked out and talked 
via they talked whatever and they just um, then they got into topics about their dogs that had died and they just started crying during their during their interview oh. it was just like wow this is all over the place but this is awesome and they so kept real. rolling <laughs> yeah so real no editing he didn't that's it this is what you get here's the podcast and, and people love it and i loved it and i, I think that's you know keeping it real this is what we're doing on this show today that was, that was really nice it was a really nice change of pace Oh, good. Well, I, since I don't know what it's normally like, I got to tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> it's n- not normally like this, but I, 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 I dig it because, um, yeah, it goes all over the place. Sometimes we do, you know, similar interviews like this and, and sometimes um, it's just more more business and numbers and all that boring stuff. But this is this is this is me. I mean, this is this is my vibe because I, I like I said I I want to get that house going like I like I envision it you know getting the artsy getting everything you know doing some cool stuff and Christmas lights on the on the on the walls who knows just doing cool things with it and then I think I would have a lot more fun and be more enjoyable because it's like my like you said I'm a little little pet little yeah little little something little doggy I don't know <laughs> I'm just <laughs> rambling here I think I think that's a great idea and you'll never know until you try it. Great advice. Well, thank you. For and you might find out that that doesn't work. You never know. And but then, you'll never know until you try it. Exactly. Exactly. And and if I go out there to if we go out there to Phoenix, I want to. You're gonna take us to the best um, burritos place, right? You know it. Oh man. <laughs> I love good Mexican food. Oh, they got great great Mexican food out there. I hear. There's a place down the road from my rental that is so popular that they're in the airport too. Hmm. Wow. They are so good. They're, they're at the airport too. And it's not your typical Mexican food. It's like deep Oaxaca way Mexico food, like not just like over the border food. Sweet. Or Americanized. Tex-Mex <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. No, it's, it's really awesome. They're very good. I will definitely be going there when I stay at your place. Good. Well, you just let me know when you're coming out. Will do. And um, I expect a three-hour hike in the middle of summer, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So you're looking to die. Okay. (laughs) One more question, LJ. Yes. Are you the lizard queen? (laughs) I am a lizard queen. I have pictures of me with lizards. The other day, this um, chuckwalla came running across the, the trail in front of me. And it's one that usually he's like sitting on rocks, like kind of like blending in and he's off to the side and I'll see him and I'll stop and I call him Chuck. And, and we just have a little conversation. And I asked him if he's, if he's gotten any bugs today. And, you know, we just like, I'm so glad you're out here and I'm glad you're still alive. So the other day he ran, a, ran in front of me as I was hiking down the mountain and I, and I almost crushed the poor little guy. Oh, but he's out there a lot, so I'm very in touch with my lizard self, and they apparently are recognizing it. So they come out when I hike. That is awesome, the lizard queen, yeah. everybody. Yeah, wallas <laughs> are cute. You should look up a wallas. They're very cute. They get to be very big, by the way. Chuckwalla. I will look. The first that up. one chased me away. She got pissed off because she thought I was going to go after her kids, and she came chasing after me. And she was like a foot long, so. She's a big girl. <laughs> oh, no. That'd yeah. Be... So I left her alone. <laughs> I said, okay, fine. I wasn't going to touch any of the kids, and I wasn't going to take any of them home. Good Lord. Come down, <laughs> Chuck. 
Jeez. But my apparently my just standing there talking to him, I was a little too uh, stranger danger for her. So. Oh. Oh well. Everything worked yeah. out in the end. It did. It did. I'm still alive, and I, I didn't get bitten. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you so much, LJ, for hopping on the show and having this cozy conversation about Airbnb and all that stuff. And Arizona and, and all kinds of fun stuff. And Arizona <laughs> and um, meth heads. And yeah, we went everywhere with this. And burritos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now people know what to look out for. Exactly. Meth head and burritos. That might be the title yeah. of the of the show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I look forward to going visiting you down there, and um, yeah, and having you on the show again because uh, you're you're one of the fun guests. Not, I mean, oh, all you guests true. out there that are still list, uh, that were on previous, y'all are all great too. But I mean, not LJ's level, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You're cute, guide. <laughs> well, thanks so much, and um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll post a listen to your listing to your place because I'm sure everybody wants to know where. Um, wants to see your place and i'm sure it's really really awesome and um yeah if did do you want people to be able to reach out to you personally or, or no? um they can just look it up okay it's the happy hippie barrio haven <laughs> nice that sounds like uh, catchy that's catchy all right yep well thank you so much for being on thank you so much all right we'll talk again soon steven yeah we will Adios. All right. Take care of you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that was LJ Fitzgerald from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, great show. Great guest. I had a lot of fun on that one. And so, yeah, look up her listing. I'm going to put it on the show notes. And hit us up at live, li- la, 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 la. live let thrive at gmail.com and www.liveletthrive.com. And um, hit me up if you want. I'll put all my information on the show notes. Send me a text or shout and all that stuff. And thank you for listening to this episode of Live, Let, Thrive. And we'll see you next week. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.